This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. Thanks so much for joining in to the pod. Joining us today is James David Dixon. He's the managing editor for Michigan's Watchdog Capcom. If you want to know what's going on in the state when it comes to policy and politics, you need to follow Capcom and James David Dixon. James, how are you, my friend? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me on, Tony. All right. Always so, a pleasure to be on here. So nationally, we see how there is a huge push to go electric and get away from fossil fuels no matter what. Before we talk a little bit about that, I just wanted to get your take on this story from the aspect of I've been reading a lot about countries and Sri Lanka is the latest that decided to go all in on the the Green New Deal, if you will. And as a result, their government faltered and failed. And the country is basically bankrupt and poor. And this has happened with several other countries, yet we keep pushing those initiatives here in the United States and in Michigan. Yeah. I mean, there was just a story out of Germany where, you know, they closed down their last nuclear plant. I think it was, they had three, I believe that were still going, closed them down, bills go up by 45% immediately. And it's not just price. Price is a concern. Like if you're a DTE customer, if you're going to eat food with your family, if you're going to cook a dinner together and eat together in an air-conditioned house in June, that's going to cost you almost California-level energy prices with peak hour pricing. So that cost does matter. But even more dangerous is the okey-doke here. It replaces reliable energy with less reliable energy. So it costs more and it's less effective. And James, I feel like I have failed. I feel like a lot of us in the media have failed in really communicating to our audiences that we're going about this wrong. We're going about it too fast. We don't have the grid that could support this. And no matter what we did, if we went green tomorrow, it would virtually have no effect until you get Russia on board, until you get China on board, until you get South America on board, which is not going to happen. But it seems like we cannot communicate to the tree huggers that we're in peril here. And it's even to the serious extent that it's a danger to our national security. It is. And that's closer to the reason they're doing it than a reason they wouldn't do it. So what is afoot is efforts to make everything we rely on less reliable. We want a lower quality. We want to have equity rather than achievement. So society-wide, quality itself is an idea that we are at odds with. Do you remember the 2012 election? The question that almost cost Obama the election that year, are you better off than you were four years ago? Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the line, probably because of how that went then, the media doesn't even ask that question now because there's no way anyone could ever say yes. It was just two years ago, two years and three months ago, we had a somewhat stable country and that entire apple cart has been upended in a short time. And that can only happen if it's intentional. 
if you are a fan of Captain America, he was always fighting against Hydra. And Hydra was this bad guys organization that wanted to rule the world from their perspective. And they were going to kill off anyone who didn't agree with them. And as silly as that sounds, James, it seems like we're headed down that road. You know, it is tough because everything right now is so extreme. And in politics, what I find funny about American politics right now is that universally people renounce Donald Trump while using Donald Trump as their excuse for bad behavior. So because there's people out there who have no shame, I get to act a certain way. And so everyone just feels like there's no reason to meet in the middle. There's no middle to meet in. I'm just going to be extreme. I'm going to say whatever I want. You know, you see some of these state officials and state reps and the Democratic Party on Twitter. You know, they'll even, you know, get back and forth and get after it in some pretty aggressive ways with women. Because if I classify you as a Trump supporter, well, that's my ticket to dehumanize you. And so if I view you as my neighbor, we can have a conversation. I'm looking to dehumanize you so we don't have to have a conversation. And James, what I'm trying to do is be that journalist. There's the noise you're going to hear from the extreme right, which may be 10 or 15%. And there's the noise from the woke tree huggers, which is another 10, 15%. But it's the people in the middle. And I'm just trying to figure out more ways to get the people in the middle to open their minds to ideas that serve people. Yes. And I think what we need to ask of them as the people in the middle is that they need to speak up. Because those extreme people are the ones who show up in the public square, those are the only voices we ever hear. If it matters to you, make sure that the people who represent you in the town office, the school board, state reps, Congress, make sure they've at least heard your voice. And sometimes, you know, people want to guarantee that they'll win every argument. No, just speak your voice. That's a win. We have to start there. When we come back, we're going to talk about Ann Arbor, and it hopes to create a solar-powered utility. We'll talk about that next with James David Dixon, who's the managing editor for Michigan's Watchdog Capcom. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with James David Dixon, who is the managing editor for Michigan's Watchdog Capcom. Make sure you follow them if you really want to know what's going on politically here in our state. All right, James, let's talk about a story that you and Jay Flannery authored titled, 
Ann Arbor hopes to create a solar powered utility. It says its sustainability utility would run on solar power and battery storage. Tell us about the story. You know, Tony, if it didn't go against the style guide, we would have put an asterisk at the end of that headline because while the theory is that it would be solar powered, every participant in this program would still get a DTE bill. So you'd still be a DTE customer. It's just on the times when solar energy is available or battery stored solar is available, you would go to that. And the theory is that the two bills will actually come out smaller than just the DTE bill. And the theory is that it'll be reliable when DTE is not. But when I asked them that very question, you know, we just had storms, remember, in late February, early March. And how could a solar-powered utility have helped us then? And the answer is it wouldn't have. So it's a solution that's not really a solution because you're still a DTE customer, nor does it seem to be an answer to the latest crisis we just had. What's also interesting about this story, and we'll come back to it a little bit, is there has been some political discussion, some House hearings about DTE and the challenges that they have faced. They have gathered all this money from the bills that we pay, also from government entities to upgrade their infrastructure, and they're doing a poor job of that. Where do we stand with that? Because it seems like some of those politicians are kind of giving DTE a break. You know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I have to think with each passing day, every day it gets a little bit warmer, maybe not this particular week, but, you know, on a normal week it gets warmer. As the memory of those outages fades away from the people who lived it, especially the lawmakers themselves, you're going to default back into the way things were and the way things were, which is, hey, DTE can be a great friend. They can be a great funder. I actually could see a scenario where donations end up increasing, you know, because if we can help you not be regulated, if we can help the hammer not come down, how much would that be worth? You know what I mean? So it's tough to imagine the lawmakers doing anything serious with DTE. But my concern is, so we heard all that strong talk back then. We got to have reform and things need to change. The legislature's done nothing about energy reliability since. And the package they're going to drop tomorrow is going to require moving to 100% renewable energy by 2035. So the plan is not to make our energy more reliable. The plan, the official plan is to make it less reliable by relying on wind and solar in a state that is ill-suited for that. Do the people who are pushing this initiative, even though the research shows we're moving too fast, we don't have the infrastructure to support it, the general population doesn't support it, the people pushing this, do they really believe this or is there something else behind their support? They either know or should know that this is nowhere near ready. They either know or should know. A Rashida Tlaib knows better than to say we should be on you know 0% fossil fuels. And so when you say that we should have a statewide standard of 100% renewable, 100% is zero. Zero is 100. And it's just, I think it's a sign of our times, Tony, that we talked about no place in the middle. Not 70% renewable in just a little bit over a decade. Everything has to be 100. 
Everything has to be zero. Everything has to be the absolute most extreme always rather than taking baby steps, rather than taking even big steps where the plan is now to leap before we look. I find it just so interesting how most of the people who are in the middle, this is a conversation I recently had with Jared Scorup about how the right, the crazy right may be 10 or 15% and the woke tree huggers may be 10 or 15%. They're making the most noise, but yet the folks in the middle the policies that we're enacting are not supporting them as a whole. And we don't seem to be communicating that enough. We don't seem to be making enough noise about that as far as reporting or at least finding ways to get that 60% to understand what's happening. Well, that's exactly it. And that's what we try to do is inspire you to, as a citizen of this state, wake up, pay attention to how you are being represented. You know, we send 150 people to Lansing to represent our interests. We send a governor, a lieutenant, 38 senators, and 110 representatives to Lansing. That's our crew. We send 15 people to Washington. We have our two senators and our 13 reps in Congress. We have to watch them. It will help them. It will help us. These people benefit from scrutiny. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business. We're talking with James David Dixon. When we come back, we're going to talk about union dues and how taxpayers may be footing those dues. We'll do that next year on the Michigan Business Network. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. Welcome back. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with James David Dixon. James, not trying to pick on the unions, but they've been in the news quite a bit. Now, with Right to Work being in full effect, as many as 60,000 people now are going to be forced to pay union dues or they could lose their jobs. I want to talk about the totality of these stories, but let's start with House Bill 4235. House Bill 4235 is one of the two most important bills in Michigan this year. I would say that, and I would say House Bill 4156, the national popular vote. We've talked about that. People just need to know how radically these bills would change things in Michigan. So House Bill 4235 would make union dues tax refundable. And unlike a bill, you know, this is the law in California. So we often say, don't California my Michigan. They're trying to California, your Michigan. But unlike the California law, where I believe it's a $300 million statewide cap per year, you know, the refund, there's no cap. So if union dues were to say triple or quadruple next year, even if you were forced into the union and you're mad about that, will you still be mad when you get that big refund check next April? Or I guess the April after, because the law is going to take effect in 2024. 
So, I mean, if it were to pass into law, thankfully it is just in committee right now, but we've seen that Lansing can move very fast when they want to. So where a bill stands right now today is no relation to where it could be tomorrow when lawmakers return. So House Bill 4235, if I could tell people to read one bill in Michigan, it would be that one. And with that funding, with the funding they're already going to get since Right to Work has been put in full effect, if those union dues are being paid for by taxpayers, all that money, all those monies are going to go to the unions and the Democratic parties and the policies and the people that they want. And this is what we talk about where Lansing is not operating as a state for 10 million people. Our lawmakers are not making decisions that are to the good of the whole. This is about doling out favors to the few. And so you're literally saying, you know, who's going to move to Michigan because they see a law like this, right? So it's not about expanding the pie anymore. It's not about growth anymore. It's basically assuming that our state's not going to continue to grow. So we might as well just dole out what we have differently. Let's make sure our friends get more of it while it's there to be had. And with each passing year, how many more rich people leave? How many more college graduates leave? How many more people leave who say, this place is not being run to my benefit? I don't have a union jacket. I don't have the right political affiliations. There's nothing here for me anymore. James, how do we get our colleagues in the media to report all sides to every story? And how do we get more of those people in the middle to really pay attention to these stories? <laughs> I know those are the million dollar questions, but I'm always looking for answers on how to pass that on to my colleagues and our listeners. Well, I think the media responds to popularity. They respond to things that are doing well. They want to be in on a going thing. So the more you can spread the word, and I tell people, you know, I don't want to just tell our readers something. I want the readers we tell to tell their friends, right? So whether it's national popular vote, whether it's 4235, tell three friends about it. Talk to people about this stuff. You will be amazed when you see their faces and you see their jaws drop as you tell them about what scheme and what scams they're trying to pull on the people of Michigan. See. This stuff only works when people aren't paying attention. Our plan is to pay attention and to tell our friends to pay attention. We want to raise the price of this behavior by putting more eyeballs on it. So that's going to be a long game and we all have to play it. So James, as we get into second and third quarters here, what other stories are you going to be on the lookout for? Well, we're going to continue to watch the national popular vote. That would change everything about, you know, presidential elections in Michigan. It would be the end of election night. It would allow a small group of secretaries of state to decide who the president is with a non-certified result. That would be disturbing. So we're going to see where that goes. It has not even had a committee vote yet, but we're just watching that one like a hawk. James David Dixon is the managing editor for Michigan's watchdog, Capcon. You can follow him on Twitter. James, as always, appreciate your knowledge so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. 
And thanks to our audience. I'm Tony Connolly. This has been Media Business. We'll see you next time on the pod here on the Michigan Business Network.